We love lashes and have a passion to see our industry grow and thrive. In our podcast, we will discuss ideas, explore trends, share secrets, debunk myths, and encourage one another. I'm your host, Paul Lubers, and I'm the general manager at Integrity Lash in Pasadena, California. Welcome to LashCast. I'm very excited and thankful to be here today. As always, I'm surrounded by the doctors of Lashology, Christina, Ooh. Erica, and Tusney. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I never warned them what I'm going to say. Okay, I love it. And at one point, I'm going to run out of ideas. I may repeat myself like a Simpsons. No repeating. No repeating? No repeating. I think the Simpsons eventually repeated their intros, but know. we'll see. Anyhow, that's what I'm using as my benchmark. So anyhow, guys, before we get into the topic today, actually, this is kind of exciting. This episode, in case you didn't know, is going to be airing during the IEC, SC, and IBS show in Vegas. That's June 23rd through the 25th. This ooh, show, ooh. actually, even though I'm talking right now, I think we may start it early. We'll maybe have this go online on that Saturday. So if right now you're currently heading to Vegas or you're in Vegas and you happen to be listening to our podcast, this is your chance to come on down and see us. And if we've already seen you, like we've seen a bunch of you, like Erica, or we met Jen and we met um, Becky. You guys were great. It was so nice to meet you at our booth. Uh, you're just making names up. Yeah, making up names up. names up. Yeah, sorry. We right now, as you're listening to this, you might be able to just come to the booth and say hi. So come by and say hello. We are at booth number 2560. There's something you're going to... Yeah, so this is just something that we could edit in later or not. But, you know, if we were going to do that scavenger hunt, Mm -hmm. we could... Say, you know, we can okay. Let's do it quickly, hunt. Britain. Right now, we're going to say something, and we'll tell you later when we'll add this. So, let's just pretend we're doing it. So, okay, all right. But so, there's something that Tusney came up with. We're going to do at our booth right now, and there's a reason why to come by and check us out at our booth. What is it, Tusk? It's a scavenger hunt. You really want to play this. It's really fun. There's a list of really funky things that you got to check just to, you know, as part of the whole IBS experience. Yes. You know, things like seeing a scantily clad dude with tan spray on, you know, yes. or a bucket full of foot scum, because that's really fun to see. <laughs> there yes, will be a prize or our prizes. You'll be entered into a raffle for a yes, prize, right? We will have a raffle. So if what you, you do can... is you come by, get that list, and then you can run around. And how do you want to have them collect the list? Do you want to do it as items like they take photos to show that they did it? It should be photos and hashtags. Yeah, hashtag, yeah, photos, photos and hashtags. And hashtag, yeah. So what we'll do is we're recording this like five weeks out. We'll know the hashtags when you come by the booth. So when you come by the booth... Like just a paper? Yeah, we'll give you a handout. We'll give you the rules. What we can do is we're going to offer a prize. What it will be, how we'll pick this is you have to enter, and let's say you complete all eight items, or I don't know how many items we'll have. So you find these things, and you then if you get them all... You should DM me and say, by the way, I completed it. I got them all. If you didn't get, get them all, I'm sorry. You're not going to get entered into the contest. You have to get everything in there to be entered into the contest. It won't be that hard. It, it's not going to be like 20 items. We'll make it short enough so there's a good chance you can catch them all if you're really into it. When Just, will be you drinking alcohol? There. <laughs> It's Vegas and you drinking alcohol. (laughs) Yes. But anyway, what we'll do then is if you do complete them, then we'll draw from that group. Okay. Not all of you can win. I mean, I expect a lot of people can win this in the sense they'll get it complete. It'll make it easy enough. But still, at least you got to be invested. It'll be difficult enough that you can't just do it in five minutes. But at the same time, it's not going to take you all three days to complete this to get it done. And then we'll just draw from that group. The group that does get us, um, just post it. Then DM Integrity Lash saying we got everything, and then what will be cool at that point is that we will look your stuff up, verify it, and then on Monday we will pick a winner and we'll give away a prize. It'll be something good too. It won't be you know a handshake from Paul. It'll be actually something that we will have to probably mail to you. And uh, we have a few ideas, but I'm not going to say yet what. But you'll know when you come to the show. We'll tell you there exactly what you can get and what you can win. So yeah, we'll just make sure this goes up on that Saturday and that you guys will be listening and then come on by the booth, say hi. And also, if you haven't yet, there might still be time to sign up for one of our classes. We have a class on Sunday that's going to be teaching our technique, how we do lashes. Erica is going to be leading it, and it's going to be a great class to get the real basics. It is the only class you'll have to pay for. So there's a decent chance it may be sold out, but if it's not, I'm sure you can go right now to the show, buy that. It's $200, or maybe I think the day of the show might be more. And then you can come up, and you can hang out with us and uh, learn our technique, see how we do lashes. Our other two classes, which are 
on Saturday and Sunday, or Lashes for You, I think is the name of the class. It's basically a Lash 101. So if you're thinking about doing lashes, or maybe you're a hairstylist and you're listening to this, or you do skincare, and you're thinking about switching into lashes, and you've already been listening to us, you probably know a lot already if you listen to this podcast, but maybe you just found us today. Well, if you have, then this is a great chance for you to come to the 101. And that class is going to be like an hour and a half, I think. And it's just Tusney, Christina, and me sharing the pros and cons of our industry. Because we want you to make a choice if this is really the right career for you. I think it's not for everyone. There are some people who get into this career and they're all excited. And after about two, three months, they're like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And that's the type of stuff we're going to give you. We're going to hopefully excite you and push those right buttons that make you want to get into the industry if it's the right fit. But if it's not, hopefully we'll push the buttons that get, raise red flags in your life like, and go, oh, oh, that's not what I want to do. No, no, I thought it would be really cool, but you know what? There's not enough money in the world. <laughs> that will pay me to do this for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Because it might not be what you like. So. Yeah. So we're going to hopefully unpack that effectively in that class. So anyhow, that's what's coming or that's what's going on right now. Definitely come by the show. Take Stop our classes. Booth. We'll have little giveaways too. Yeah. We're going to have a little giveaway, something really fun that Christina came up with that I think is going to be great that's going to help us identify you as a last professional. So we can all see each other on the floor. Spot and you know, when you away. see someone walking down the aisle, There's you can nod. My tribe. Yeah, you can go. I know you. Yeah. You're one of me. Yeah. What's up, Essay? Anyhow. All right. So. <laughs> that was your attempt at coolness. That's my attempt at coolness, which I, if you meet me in person, you'll find out there's nothing oh cool my God. about me. If you can walk up to Paul and say, what's up, Essay? I yeah. will have something special for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cash prize of some sort. Anyhow. All right. So let's get into it today. First off, what is our topic? Well, our topic today, I think, is something that's going to be really helpful to you if whether you are a single practitioner or if you're working in a company and this is it retain clients is one of the keys to building a lash business what do you feel helps us at integrity lash retain our clients be nice. Be nice. That's it. <laughs> just be nice. Actually, there is something to be said about that. Yeah. I mean, when we were just like, we were in a salon just the other day for our daughter, and it was anything but nice there. So you're right. We went into the salon, and you could just tell right away it wasn't a very fun place in terms of what you could see the the interactions between the staff. There was very little interaction with the staff and the clients in terms of what had to be done. I remember I approached one of the stylists and made a comment about one of the preferences that my daughter had. And the response that she gave me was so icy and so clear that she didn't like the the input. What happened? Well, I said, uh, my daughter, okay, she's, <laughs> she's 18, and she is like one of her first appointments, a special occasion. She's getting her hair and her makeup done. And the night before, she comes to me and says, Mom, I'm kind of concerned. I just want to make sure that I look like myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let's go through how you talk to your service provider about that. What do you want with your makeup? And so we worked through it. And she says, you know, I really want a very natural look. I don't want it to look like stage makeup. I just want to look very light and appropriate for my pictures. And with my hair, I want it curled. But I said, well, you need to explain the difference. Do you want quinceanera curls or do you want, you know, it to look really natural and really relaxed? And so we went through the whole verbiage, right? So she comes in to have her service done, and I wanted to give her space. I didn't want to be hovering over like a helicopter mom. Right. But I saw as my daughter gets started, I can just see her kind of wilting a little bit and really Mm -hmm. being quiet, and the providers aren't really talking with her. And I'm seeing this body language from my daughter. It was like I wasn't sure. And just as the mom, I wanted to make sure that it was going to go well. So as one of the stylists was walking by, I said, I just wanted to make sure that she talked, my daughter talked to you about her preferences, that she wants it very natural. And when I approached her, I don't know what kind of day she was having, but she was a bit defensive with her posture. Early in the day. It couldn't have been that long. (laughs) Well, you know, you never know. Maybe her car broke down on the way to work. You don't know. She was, let's say you have something nice to say and you ask to speak to the manager. Sometimes the manager comes up and is kind of scared. Oh, is this person going to, you know, so I can understand that trepidation that she may have had. But when I was smiling, I was really trying to, you know, make her feel Yeah. Hey, you know, I just wanted to make sure that she explains she wants a natural look. And right away from her posture, for her attitude, it was just like, you know, 
I got this. Yes, she. Yes, she did. Yes, she did tell me what she wanted. You know, and it just was a like a shutdown. Instead of saying, "Oh yeah, we had a great consultation. She told me exactly what she wanted. We're going to make this day just great for her." That would have been like the customer service that I would have liked. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but instead it wasn't. And and then I observed just like the camaraderie between the people. And there just wasn't any. There wasn't any. There wasn't any. And I was just like, ooh. I came in Either later. this is a bad yeah. day, everyone had a fight today, or what. But it was... An, well, that uh, makes your daughter's experience even yes. harder because she right. was already insecure. And she, she was stressed. Already, she yeah, stressed. it made her more stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then afterwards, she came out, and I could see her face, and I wanted to make sure it was right. So I said, hey, Fiona, is everything good? And she's like, Yeah. You know, because I could tell she didn't want to say, want to change or anything like that. And then afterwards, I said, well, this is the time to talk about it. If you want something changed, you need to tell them. She was just like, I don't want to make a scene, Mom. I don't, you know, everything's fine. And then you see the stylists walk out of the salon. And I'm like, there goes our opportunity to fix Uh. something. There was nobody else left in the salon. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, that's just not the best customer service. You know, I know that everyone's just left. So if there's a problem now, we can't fix it. And she was just stressed. I don't think I look good. And I'm thinking everything's going to be fine. Everything. I saw the pictures. You're gorgeous. Everything <laughs> did work out. That's so sweet of you to say. I'm really happy with the way the pictures turned out. But it was kind of a learning opportunity. And the thing that I took away from it is that, you know, it's really important to make sure that you're conveying that you care mm-hmm. and that you have in mind the client's expectation that can go far i know that the stylist is probably just focused on i don't need another in your face mom helicopter mom telling me what to do i know my job i know i can give her a natural look i'm sure because i felt that way before Mm -hmm. you know when i started you know it's so important to make sure that you're putting on that face you're eating that humble pie as she's talking to you and so your face is welcoming your face is happy tell me more you know oh yeah we had that talk and yeah i'm gonna give her what she wants yeah everything's gonna be great this is your time today because they tend to take is you think i can't do this that's what they're thinking you think i can't do this Mm -hmm. i know my job i'm a professional but you can't think that that way you got to realize that parent that kid that client doesn't know you and doesn't know enough to be trusting yet so you got to welcome that because that's going to build that trust that that's we always right. talk about i think really walking into the salon every day like i said it kind of as a joke like be nice yeah. but really it's a true statement right like you leave everything all your personal stuff at the door and whether it's somebody we've seen 20 times or somebody that's brand new we're always nice like we're always like hey welcome to the salon would you like some water while you're waiting like those little things go a long way when we need to come for somebody in a touch-up they know like oh they had the best intentions they just didn't hit the mark this time like they know that we weren't trying to be mean we're in your situation Mm -hmm. you might be like this lady did this on purpose because you didn't have any close (laughs) no relationship yet Yeah. yeah and i'm thinking Man, it makes me not want to come back here again. No, I, I, I mean, felt that seriously. way. I walked in like a half hour later because I lost my phone. <laughs> so I had to go <laughs> find my phone. And I finally got in and I walked in. Now, the owner was there and the owner was pleasant. She, she was, was like, hi, pleasant. welcome. I could tell she was an owner because she was the only that one that cared. seemed that was, was nice and the only one that cared. But there were three other women in there. They didn't give me the time of day. They just ignored me. You were a me. non-person. They just walked by me, ignored me. I kind of smiled look at me just walked on by and then as soon as the service finished there were three women in there one was for makeup one was for the hair and then another one was me doing another client they literally walked out within seconds of dropping down the curler for fee she puts it down and the three of them walk out together as with if their handbags with their handbags like, and we're like out of here we barely were packing up and they're all gone it was just us and the owner left mm-hmm. in the salon which is a really weird feeling like did you guys just close I mean, it's like one in the afternoon, and they I had felt to go like get they had cl- coffee. Yeah, they had to go get their <laughs> coffee. <Guarantee it. laughs> Smoke break and get coffee. Smoke break, I, yeah. I think that goes to the thing that we work really hard on all the time, and it's been an underlying theme since I started. Like, literally, I think my interview was like, I really think culture is a really big part of a salon, and you guys, like, I think that's partly what we really connected on when I first started is mm-hmm. that it was culture. And we were a salon like that at one point. Unfortunately, yep, we did indeed. have a group of women who weren't friendly, who weren't welcoming. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I started, Started, I mean, mm-hmm. people wouldn't tell me hi. And, you know, so it's we've come such a long way that we're like, oh, gosh, but we were just there. We were just yeah. in that same boat. Mm-hmm. And you guys were just that poor owner who was, know. you know, <laughs> so like uh, there's two sides to that. It's mm-hmm. how do you get from that point? To and it's a choice. Like you can turn it around. You can choose. I remember when I worked for Mac, they would 
I forget what the statistic is, but they would talk about if you don't feel it, smile until you do. And mm-hmm. there's a certain yeah. statistic, I think, where mm-hmm. it actually changes your mood. It does. Right. So especially for us on the morning shift, we are there at 645. I think we should like make each other smile <laughs> for like three minutes, you know, yeah. however long the huddle Give is. Give 60 seconds. You'll, yeah. you'll be shocked how even a minute... I've tried it just driving to work. Yeah. I'm going to smile for a little bit. And it's funny. I almost start laughing at myself because yeah. I just feel goofy. Uh-huh. But you, it brings up your countenance. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, things are okay. Yeah. So that's if that's right. your first step, right? <laughs> right. It's a good one. <laughs> Here's a book I'll, I think called The Happiness Factor or something like that. And they talk about that whole idea. Yeah. Of, it's a decision. You know, so much of our life, the way we feel, we, we, we allow our feelings to dictate us or we can dictate our feelings. Mm-hmm. And there are times when you're professional where you got to dictate your feelings. You got to say, you know what, That's today right. I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be upbeat and I'm going to be engaged. And it's a decision to do that. Or you can let your emotions run your life and you show up at work and you're going to be crying and you're going to be running to the bathroom and you do whatever. And you just let it dictate your day. And then you're on this roller coaster for a day. And that's a tough way to run a business, I think, as whether you're a single practitioner, as an employee, as an owner, as a manager. It doesn't matter where you've error in that spectrum. You can make decisions that make that day better for you mm-hmm. and just be professional. And I think you'll reward yourself because by being nice, smiling, and trying to have a positive countenance, you're going to find better things that are going to happen during the day. You're going to see the good in the day. You're going to see the best in your clients. You're going to see the best in your teammates because you're making that choice to look for that. And hey, guess what? People want to come back to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then the real benefit is you have you retention. Reti- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. People like you because you seem to be that happy-go-lucky, always positive, up uplifting kind of person that they get to see and they go, man, I love seeing Erica because when I see her, she hugs me, she's happy, she's engaged in me, she really is nice, she's very sweet as opposed to, you know, walking in where we've seen this, where we had staff just like mm-hmm. almost like puff, like, ah, okay, you're here. All right, let's start. Well, to that, you guys, we just did a video for, I think you put it on the Lash Cats. On, oh, yeah, the- yeah. It's on our... Actually, Integrity Lash Bootcamp page for Facebook, Facebook. which is a, a private group, so you have to ask to get in. But you're welcome to ask. We it's let really, everybody in. We pretty much let everyone in for it's now. Then maybe at some point we'll be more exclusive. But it for depends now, on the behavior. Yeah, if people start to get salty in there. Yeah, if they get salty. We will kick you out because <laughs> thank God it's not happening. Because we do want to make it a positive place where you can be honest and open and share things. Where you things. have a friend. Where you have lessons. a friend in the lesson. Right. Oh my <laughs> goodness! So this video, it's a safe place. Yes, yeah. the video goes points at things that have actually happened in Integrity's past. And there really was, if you guys watch it, you'll see Erica. She's really good at being the mean girl. (laughs) She's like... So opposite of who she is. She says, I do good lashes. Like, why do I need to be nice? That really... Like, all of those instances really happen, but that not with me. Was no. <laughs> <laughs> all our troubles we had with Erica. Yeah. She was playing a role of a real life person that did work with us, and that was really her attitude. Attitude, and it was even towards us. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like, ah, I'm here. Why do I have to be nice to you guys? So it changes because there were people when she left that were like, I loved her lashes, but she was so mean. Like I didn't want to go see her anymore. <laughs> Made so, them feel bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does affect and, your bottom line. And a lot of times the reason why they came back is because they had experiences with like you or mm-hmm. Tustin or Erica. Mm-hmm. They said, well, I knew there were other people here that were nice. Aww. I just, you know, so I stayed because I really love the company and, and the people I've met, mm-hmm. but I always got locked in with this one person because, well, they did do good work, but you know, they still felt bad during the appointment, which is <laughs> Terrible not thing. what we aim for. No. So going back to the very first thing that Christina says, it's like be nice, right? So a little takeaway for you is you try to be as professional as you can with your clients. And there are going to be things that they do that will be irritating. They'll come late, right? What else are some of the things that they'll do? Come with all their makeup on. Come with all their makeup on. What else? Go. Talk on the phone. Can you, tell you to text people. Can you go out and pay for parking? Blah blah blah. Like this. And Just they, a side. I gotta share this because okay. this happened. Uh, this <laughs> I was don't on. Lose my point though. I know. I'm okay. so sorry. And <laughs> go if for it, it. we lose it, but just since you brought about the texting, what things do? Yes. I heard this on Last Dot Funnies. If you haven't followed them, you should. It's on actually Instagram. has a lot of, on Instagram. That should say it's actually really some great content in there. So anyhow, this one person was talking about how her client would ask her to read her text to her at times and during so the service. during the service which is a pain right it's gonna slow you down so this one time she said oh my boyfriend should be texting me can you just read me the text so <laughs> she got the phone when the text came through because her eyes were closed during the service she says, uh and she looked and the boyfriend had sent a picture of his penis to her <laughs> so, oh my God. yeah so that was basically the last time she ever asked her to read her text to her which was a, a good thing oh got my. her better could lashes. you imagine what she says it's uh 
penis? It's, <laughs> it's a little weenie. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's a real life eggplant emoji. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow. Yeah. So sorry to deter- distract No, no, that's you really funny. That's a good story. Um, but what I was going back to was that let's say they come in late and they're complaining about traffic. Instead of showing your annoyance, you know, letting them know that you're upset, what you should do is commiserate with them a little bit. And what that means is like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know how bad the traffic is. Oh, don't worry. You made it here. Even if you have only 40 minutes to do service, your response is still going to be the same. You know, don't worry. We're going to do the best that we can with the time that we have remaining. You guys write that down. That is magic, that yeah. statement. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the best that we can with the time we have remaining. And the reason why is because you want to relate to them always as a friend. And the consequence is that they're not going to get as many lashes. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what you have to put out on them, but you still have to retain that everything is fine. You know, even with, oh, you need to use the ladies room. No problem. I'm going to put the tweezers down now. We have about 20 minutes left. So we'll just do the best when you come back. So you're not telling them, oh, you're annoyed that you have to use the bathroom too, because that's a pain Mm -hmm. point for them. They want to be in good standing with you. They don't want to know that you're irritated with them. So no matter what you do, everything is okay. Oh, you want to make a cake right now? Okay. (laughs) Sure, no problem. Happens all the time. What I say is this is your time. Don't worry about it. So you retain that friendship relationship. You put the boundary on them, but you're not coming down and getting angry or frustrated or huffing and puffing because that is something that they don't want to deal with, you know, so make it easy for them. And there's somebody who's always going to be late no matter how many times you tell her. And this whole topic is about retaining guests, right? And so the way to do that isn't to make people feel small while they're at your place. It's to make them feel like they're welcome. And so when you have a guest that's welcome, you know, it's, yeah, this is your time. That's great. Like, I'm here for you any which way. And when she's like, I don't have enough lashes at the end of the appointment, you're like, I totally understand. We were short on time. Let's find you some more time to book. And she might say, but wait a minute, I wasn't short on time. I got here five minutes past, right? Right. And then that's your opportunity to say... Well, you did get here five minutes past, but we did have to stop at the restroom. You know, I checked your pictures. For I had to look you. at your boyfriend's, you know, yeah. Junk. And you know, unfortunately, <laughs> that takes away time from our service. And for every minute, I really am able to put on so many lashes. So that time is really important. You know, I understand it's, it might be inconvenient to come back, but I can get you back in yeah. this week on Thursday for thirty minutes. And if you have done your job about being nice, being this friend, they're not really going to violate that. They're right. going to understand. Oh, that's because I was late. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's coming out of. Right? And it's training them, right? Because mm-hmm. now they know maybe next time I'll go to the restroom, but I won't have you read my texts and yeah. save that embarrassment or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it helps. And you keep saying, like, you want them to see you as a friend. You do want them to see you as a friend. And I know that's one of your first things you tell the staff is that we want to be friendly, but our first job is professionalism. Like, they're really mm-hmm. there to see us as a lash professional. That's right. So when Tess says we're presenting as a friend, it's true. We do. We care about our guests, but our first priority is lashes. That's right. So another thing to just dovetail on that is that you don't want to use your clients as a way to get your needs met. That's the biggest thing when I say they're not your friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we love them like friends. Some of them we have great rapports with. But you don't want to use them to get your needs met. And that might mean that you've just gotten a bill or something like that. You know, you have some fraud on your bank account. Or you had something happen at home. Uh, Your husband... The state board just showed up, did an inspection. (laughs) Whatever. And it may be very tempting in that moment to be like, oh my gosh, I am so stressed right now. You wouldn't believe state board just left. Or... I am so stressed out about this bill. I got to go run down to the bank. You never want to use your clients to work through your own personal stress or event. That's not what they're there for. They will listen to it because they want a good service Mm -hmm. and they don't want to get you upset more. So that all of a sudden their service quality goes down because you're both together and all riled up. Think about it. You go to a restaurant and your server is just like maybe inappropriate and says something about a political view that's different from yours because they think you're exactly the same. And you really don't want to do anything to get them angry because you don't want them to spit in your food. Right. So it's like, it's, they're going to be nice to you. So it's an internal restriction that you have to place on yourself. Do not use them to try to make yourself feel better or use them as a friend in those manners. The appointment is all about them. So to that, friendliness often overshadows poor work. 
So this is like a really important concept when you're new at lashing. Like the friendlier you can be, the more connected a person feels to you, even if your work is subpar. Mm-hmm. So if right. your work, you're getting better and you let them know, you know, like we've talked in previous podcasts about adjusting prices because you're new or whatever it is. This is an instance where somebody who feels that you've been friendly towards them, they'll forgive more mistakes or you know they'll be more forgiving towards you so it's something also to keep in mind that you can get away with a little bit more that's true more grace Mm -hmm. Mm. when I first started I really made sure even while I was learning I was trying to do the best service that I can but it wasn't quite there yet so I really did put a lot of emphasis on the relationship that I had with the person Mm -hmm. because I knew that that would be a draw for them to continue to coming back it was investing in them as a person really showing them that I cared and that gave me a great opportunity to work on the craft. But having that as an insurance, mm-hmm. you rely a little bit more on that personal relationship, mm-hmm. right? And then it gets to a point where you have a great relationship with people. And sometimes it might be easier instead of they might have a problem with the way that they want their lashes to look next time. And if you're seeing them as a friend, like you might not go to that difficult place and have that hard conversation with them about what they need and what you need to say professionally because you're a friend and it's harder for you to go there. And they will give you that pass, but they might not be getting their needs met. So it might give them a pause to say, I might go somewhere else. I might see what else is out there, Mm -hmm. right? If you're not putting their lash needs first, why they're coming to you. So once you do build that trust, though, because like becoming that friend and being kind, that you're building a trust between them with you and the other person. And so your guest at the end of the service, when you're like, okay, it's time to wrap up, like now you've built this trust over time. Now you can either sell products or to retain a client. And you're Mm -hmm. like, hey, guest. I just want to let you know, like, I'm getting booked up really quick. Mm-hmm. And even before, when I started with you guys, I'd always be like, you need a pre-book because I'm booked. I wasn't, mm-hmm. but they don't know that. You know, you fake it till you make it. So I'm booked, so pre-book, you know, let's do every four weeks, four months out. And now you're setting up your books for the future, right? So now if you do that with every guest, it mm-hmm. just helps build your own clientele. Explain me pre-book. Sometimes, I know in the last world, if they've not come from hair, or from a, a spa, they maybe never even heard that term. Maybe they just got their license and went straight into lashes. What exactly do you mean by pre-booking? So pre-booking just means that they're going to leave with appointments in the books for the future. So that way, like for us, it's once every four weeks people come in generally. And so when we're wrapping up and we're finishing this up, I'm like, you have your next appointments in the books, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, that's what I say. When I was new, I was like, let's get you booked because, you know, I do tend to book up quickly. And they're like, really? What? It's next month. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to guarantee your spot that way, you know. And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm a nurse. I don't have my schedule yet. That's probably the most. Um, That's probably the most common Nurses. Yeah, it's yeah. usually I don't know my schedule. And even to this day, I'll say, let's just put you in the books because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for me to change an appointment than it is for me to find an appointment. To create for you. space for you. Yeah. Right. Let's just make the appointment because we can so we swap have the space. places with someone. Right. And we actually do do that sometimes because we know some gals, like, you know, they're stay at home moms where they're more flexible than our nurses. or And so that actually actually really helps. So pre-booking is really the key, I think, to starting to build. Because I see sometimes like people are like, oh, I'm booked for the next two weeks. You shouldn't be excited, I think, until you're booked for a couple months out because you really don't know. Like a couple weeks aren't going to pay next month's bills, you know. And it's tougher now, I think, with online booking because a lot of people, and we even see this in our own salon mm-hmm. where some people now, they want to wait till they can book online. But you got to create a sense of urgency of the client. So we still will say when some clients will go, well, I'll just do it online. It's like, yes, you can do that. But by the time you decide to go online, you may have less choices and they won't be as optimal as they are right now. Mm-hmm. And what's great about pre-booking, especially with Eric and Christina, where they do have to pre-book two, three, four appointments out and testing the same thing, sometimes six months out. Mm-hmm. If you don't book now, you're really going to have no choices. You're going to get the one opening that they have at 7 a.m. on Monday or something instead of booking right now. So if you create a little bit of urgency and, like you said, fake it till you make it, you know, give them a sense that you really should book now so you get the best choices. Your best options are the book right now mm-hmm. before they walk out that door. Because mm-hmm. the other thing, too, is they can always go online and look and see if they book online because most people do allow online booking now. And they see, wow, there's 10,000 options. Then they're going to say, well, I'm not going to believe you anymore when you say that. But if you let them know up front, I think – no, this is the best time. They won't even buy a look. They'll go, well, if you say it's the best, I'm mm-hmm. going to take it now and book it out and try to get two bookings out yeah. if you can. Mm-hmm. It really sets them up because they commit now. The chances of coming back are much better mm-hmm. than, I ah, know, next month. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to skip lashes now. That was fun, but 
Yeah, well, it also helps train them. So if you're, you know, like faking it till you make it in the beginning, it helps train the client to know I need to book. Like I need to have these appointments booked. Right. And then they don't forget and mm-hmm. like try to do the last minute. Right. And it becomes part of their way. They just know yeah. I pre-book and then I leave. As yeah. opposed to this, build that behavior to once you're busy. Right. Then it's uh, almost too late. But it should become something where it's a commodity. Like this is just... Like most of us, we either have our hair and nail appointments once a month. Like yeah. everything, like we need to get it into a guest's head that this is just another maintenance issue. Like this is yeah. just what mm-hmm. you do. Like for me, I mean, I don't know. This is kind of weird, but I have like you know my menstrual cycle written down. Like I just know mm-hmm. on the whatever day, <laughs> yeah. like that's gonna happen. So there's certain things yeah. you just have down, and yep. it's just part of the calendar. And if you can get that done, I mean, we have girls who are booked out through December. It's just. Yeah life for them and bread and butter for us really yeah <laughs> see it's okay right? that the client maybe doesn't take your invitation to pre-book what's going to change their behavior is the consequences mm-hmm. that they get so it happens once it happens twice and they're like oh i really can't get in sometimes it just so happens that somebody will say oh i'll book next time and they do and there happens to be a cancellation and they haven't learned yet but yeah stick to your guns behavior changes when you stand by your consequences and the best way to do it is with a smile on your face right so you don't go out of your way and make yourself tired and take that extra person like don't do it preserve yourself yes that's this for years not weeks and you're gonna burn out if you do this for the next 20 years Mm -hmm. you always are caving into these pressures you're gonna really you're gonna die that's (laughs) the temptation is that you may want to accommodate them because you're trying to please them and you're trying to build your business, which is good, but you're also trying to build healthy, sustainable uh, behaviors for yourself that you're going to thrive in. And if you're always running yourself ragged, the client is never going to learn, right? So no. you're, it's just what we're talking about. It's that and program in your client. And they're not going to ever be more grateful to you. Yeah. Like you think like, yeah. oh, I'm going out of my way and they're, you know, they know. And, and I've done it actually even with integrity. There was more than once I used to trade and, you know, I there was like... I, I know she's going to be so happy. Like I got out of my bed on Saturday morning and I came in the rain and mm-hmm. I was there waiting and she was like, oh, I'm going to cancel. It's raining. I'm going to just sit in bed instead. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like that was the last time we did it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not like nobody sees you overextending yourself. They just see mm-hmm. because it goes back to what we were just talking about. You're setting yourself as a friend, but you really first and foremost are the professional. Yeah. That's right. what they see yeah. you as. So how did you feel? When she said, I "Oh hey, I know, girl." I was like, I saw soaking my day wet. off. I came yeah, in the rain. It yeah, it was really no. hard. Yeah, so pre-booking is huge. It's actually you'll see if you follow other businesses that talk about in the last or in just beauty in general, they always will be talking about pre-book, pre-book. So mm-hmm. if you're not doing that, besides from being nice, I think it could be the biggest upgrade you can do and really getting people in your books is pre-book. Get them before they walk out that door in your books for that next appointment for whatever time it is. If it's a two weeks is ideal, then do two weeks. If it's three weeks, whatever is your ideal time. Each client's a little bit different. So you know, especially if they're new, you'll say, look, we're going to book you at three weeks or four weeks, mm-hmm. but it may change. And over time, we may find we can come in less often, more often. But for me, the average client is this, mm-hmm. whatever that is for you and your work. And then you go from there and you just keep them on that kind of steady stream. You'll find that your books will slowly, your retention rates will go up just by the fact that you're pre-booking. And how do you remind people once they pre-book? Like, what do you... As far as, well, we make it part of our whole checkout process. So Well, once I mean, it comes time for them to start to come in. Oh, yeah. Oh, we confirm. Of, yeah, we do a whole confirmation thing. That's another way to make sure that your retention rates stay high. It's because people are busy. I mean, as much as they love their lashes, a lot of them are moms with kids and jobs and careers, and they have a million things tugging at them. And so it's easy to forget. It's easy to let things kind of slip. And so we've talked about this in the past, but we've come up with a very involved confirmation process. Nice sneeze that we didn't hear. That's good. Um, it was, was hidden. Was, yeah, silent sneeze from Erica there. But. It's really on you as the professional to take control of your books and remind people that they've got that appointment. Some are going to remember, but most sometimes aren't. And it's going to come out of you, your schedule, if people need to move it. So... Mm-hmm. 
I think we confirm several days well, ago. They get an email automatically mm-hmm. as soon as as soon as they booked the appointment. Yes, booked, which is awesome. Yeah, instead of getting, I mean, we also have a card, some like handwritten cards, so we'll give them that too. But by far, ninety eight percent of our clients they love that email. Well, how can our listeners adopt that practice for themselves? And I think if you have an online booking system, which almost I say I bet you eighty ninety percent of all people at this point do, if you haven't set up the online confirmations where you send email confirmations, almost everyone does. It and if you don't, if you find out that your booking system doesn't, then you need to change your booking company, whoever it, it in is. The dark ages, yeah, you're in the dark ages. And then there's some people like downstairs, the hair salon below us still uses a paper book. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pull out the book. Oh, you want to reschedule the next appointment? They pull out the book and they start looking down the columns and pencil they start looking and eraser. pencil and eraser. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's that if you're in that age right now, please just if you take anything away from this, stop doing that. Get an online booking system. It will change your life. One, people can book online if they need to. Two, you will not make mistakes. I think when Tustin used to do paper books oh like 15 goodness. years ago, 13 years ago, there were double bookings pretty regularly. Yeah. Well, first of all, my strength is not administration. And that's why I knew that I needed help with it. I would double book things all the time. I, you know, and then oh, it's just not good customer service. So getting a software program that allows you to book online and you be able to keep yourself track plus on track, plus you can use your phone and your computer to really look at your schedule. But also get one that does the email confirmations. And there's ones that have text confirmations. So you can pick both if you like, or whichever you think your clients like the most. But they get that email as soon as you book it. Our clients love it. When I'm at front desk, I'll say they'll say, um, I'll book this day. Like, there you go. He goes, Did you send me the email? I'm like, it's already in your email box. And they'll go, Oh my gosh, it's there. <laughs> and they love that. It's like, that's so cool because then they can take that and put it in their books and they don't have to worry about at the moment at the front desk writing it in their schedule, in their calendar, or putting it in their phone. It's all automatic and it's easy. But we follow up on that. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. So that's we also thing, we send yeah. an email again. We used to do an email, I think, one day ahead and a text one day ahead. But once you get as busy as we are, and I think um, anyone, it's just not smart. To tr- confirm only one day ahead is not enough time. Oh, if you have a 24-hour cancellation policy, yeah. you can't enforce it if you are confirming within that 24 mm-hmm. hours. Right. It yeah. just doesn't you make sense. You find out now, like, I'm sorry, we're going to charge you anyways, even though you just told me you know, you can't make it with my way we confirm. So we confirm by four days out, we send an email, and then we generally text three days out. So the first email goes out, says, hey, you have an appointment, and you can confirm through the email, which is nice. So that way you don't have to call us or text us or anything. You can just literally click a button and it sends back a confirmation saying, I'll be there. Then if we don't see that confirmation three days out, we'll text you. We'll say, hi, I have you. I'm confirming your appointment on Monday at 12 o'clock with Christina for a single plus, which is an hour and a half appointment. And can you just take a moment, please, to confirm this appointment? Looking so forward to seeing you next Monday. And most people at that point will just right back going, yes, oh, can't wait, love it, da-da-da-da, whatever it is, they respond. And then we confirm our software allows us to put a little thumbs up is what it looks like mm-hmm. in there that says confirmed. And that way we know we don't have to bother them anymore. Yeah. You oh, no, I was just going to say that four-day, the three-day, it's a sweet spot because we found not only is it better you know, to give them that 24-hour, it's that if it's only 24 hours that they have you only confirmed the, the day before, they don't have enough time to rearrange their schedule. Change their schedule, yeah. So four days ahead reminds them, gives them that heads up, oh, this is coming, so if I have a conflict, I can change it. And we have some room sometimes where we can change it. We'll get an email or a response back, oh my gosh, I thought it was at 12, but you say it's one thirty. Can we change it? And then I can call or we can call the client that's before them and say, can we swap places? That gives us a little time to fix things possibly. A lot of times clients will say, no, can't do it. Then we let them know and more times than not, they'll still keep the appointment. But at least it gives us a little, a few days to try to work out the kinks if we need to. Well, and also if they cancel, it gives you a couple days to fill that spot. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you do it 24 hours, unless you really love, you know, <laughs> be staying late at work and really stressing over every opening, yeah, you now have a few days versus, you know, I now have like six hours because I just canceled at 6 p.m. And I have until really 9 p.m. to be able to contact other people and try to get them yeah. in. And if you're already busy and you're a single operator, you don't have that time. That means that next appointment is probably going to be left unfilled. And just to clarify, because I do have an administrative brain, and I know some of our listeners do, so the email that goes four days out, that's automatic from yes. the booker system. So yes. you don't send that. Yes. And then do. they automatically confirm it, updates the books, and then the text messages, we go in and manually. Yeah, and we do too. We have one that's automated. We may even kill that because that comes from Frederick, which is owned by Booker, which, by the way, is owned by MindBody, just to totally confuse everyone now. But 
we have Frederick that sends out a text, but we also send out a personal text. So uh, that's something. But only if they don't confirm. If they don't confirm through email, Frederick's text, and, that, and the reason why we send a personal one is the personal one is a little bit more interactive. Everything else is so automated, and we're trying to keep a heart in our business still, so that people feel like they're actually talking to a real person. I think it feels a little cold when you know every text, every email is auto-generated, and there's some bot doing everything, and you know that when you respond, there will be auto response, and there's no human behind it that just feels cold and mechanical and too much like the future so we'd like to keep at least a little bit of feeling there so that's why we have a personal text that our front desk will send and they'll do the first one three eight days out we have a follow-up text at two days out that is a shorter text says something like we're just following up to confirm your appointment for tomorrow if you'd be so kind take a moment to reconfirm that'd be great it's really short concise we don't go through all the details because we just did that through the email and the text prior so that way um, actually this is two days out and then if we still have not heard them one day out we will actually call them mm-hmm. because if they haven't responded yet to two texts and one email there's a chance there's a problem now mm-hmm. and that the client's out of town they forgot completely they're off the grid our email doesn't work something is not working and then we call them and nine out of ten times we'll get them on the phone and, oh my gosh i'm so glad you called i didn't check my email i hate text you know and you find <laughs> out oh they're a person that you have to talk to to tell them things and so then they will go i'll be there or once in a while they'll say hey, no i'm glad you call i won't make it and then you're able to adjust at that time we're so effective with our confirmations that there's been more than once that people have been like you know what i'm getting too many confirmations yeah right. yeah. yeah and it's better to have that really than to have a bunch of no-shows yeah. because yeah. for mm-hmm. us to have no-shows like we had a wave of them recently and it's so unusual yeah because we are so effective at having all these systems in place that it keeps people responsible for their actions yeah. and when they don't show up and when you're like well, look we sent all these confirmations out and you never responded we have to charge this no-show fee then they're usually like okay yeah you're right yeah. you did chase me yeah. and i didn't answer because yeah we or, we call email text all this mm-hmm. stuff and they still don't do it now when we say we're going to charge you more times than not than it used to be they're like okay i get it yeah you're right it's also pretty clear like let's say they auto confirm and then they come in and they say well my appointment i thought it was at twelve thirty, but i didn't know it was actually 12 and you could say well we did get the confirmation that you, yeah. you know, you talked about Frederick earlier. Do you want to share with our listeners what Frederick is? Frederick, I think, yeah, we have shared before, but it's really a powerful tool and it really does work across many platforms. So it's not just for Booker or MindBody. It does work on our platforms. That could change, though, I will be honest. Being that MindBody bought out Booker, maybe there's a chance that this is now going to become all in-house and you're going to see it as a benefit only to MindBody users. But until then, you may want to look into it. It is not exactly cheap. It's $199 a month, but it does give you a lot of automation on the marketing side. So you can do things like confirmations, both text and email, but it also allows you to do campaigns. So you can do email campaigns. So maybe you set up through uh, MailChimp, you know, a kind of thing where someone goes on and finds you through your website or through Facebook or something, and then you get their email. Well, then that email can be imported into Frederick or into MailChimp, and then you can set up these email follow-up campaigns. That's another whole thing. It's, it takes a little bit more work, but it's a great way to follow up on clients and get potential new clients in. But also, if we have a slow day or have a, a bunch of cancellations there's a tool in there that allows you to send an email or text out to a bunch of people and it will not spam everyone has to be invited or approved to be on these lists so it's not uh, something that they would be concerned about spamming people these people have said yeah please send me your texts please send me your emails i'm okay with it and so you send it out and it says hey we have open in two days and maybe you give them a special incentive to book that day and sometimes clients will come back who have been gone for a year or two and all of a sudden they see that little promotional email now i'd suggest giving an add-on service not discounting but sometimes the discounts what maybe you want to do and yeah you can retrieve and regain old clients and we do frederick helps us find people who've been gone for years to come back and check our slot so it's really useful at retaining to our old clients who've actually gone away so something definitely to look into so we hope for the best but sometimes things don't go as we planned and sometimes we do put our clients in a situation where it's not the best circumstance for them. I can think of a couple times that we've missed the mark, but how you handle a negative situation or a time where things don't turn out the way you want, there's still a way to treat the client so that you can retain them. And how you walk through a difficult situation can really say a lot to showing your clients that you care. 
some of the times that we've had to do that, I'm thinking about, I'll share this one story. I had a client in my schedule and she walked in with a chip on her shoulder. I mean, she just was a negative Nancy right from the get go. And I'm thinking to myself, Ooh, somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. And then she made a comment about, is your front desk person still here? And I said, yeah. And I'm thinking she's really upset. I'm trying to figure out why I just didn't get a good, you know, so afterwards, after the service, you know, she left and I go to the front desk and I said, you know, what's going on with this client? And that's when you stepped in. Yeah. We, I just let her know, oh, just, you know, in the last year we've canceled or moved her appointments out of the 12 appointments, we at least seven times. Right. And it was consecutive. Oh, she was booked with so-and-so. So-and-so had a medical emergency. We had to move. Just a stream of bad luck. Oh, my gosh. Every single time we frustrated this poor woman. Of course she was angry. Of course she thinks I don't She would even call. Like, we would try to book her, you know, and she'd, like, send an email saying, are you going to cancel my next appointment again? That's how she was expecting. Like, this will happen. I guarantee you, you're going to move my appointment. When are you going to move me? She was so tired and worn out. I mean, after I looked at this history, I was like mortified. So I said, you know what? We got to make it right for her. I have to demonstrate that we care. So I'm going to credit a half a year's worth of appointments free. And it was the least I feel like I could do to say, hey, you have received a service that I did not intend for you to. Mm -hmm. We communicated what we didn't want to. This is the only way that I can say, you know what? You really do matter to us. And I'm really sorry that you didn't get that. So give me the next six months and I'm going to show you that we really do care. Next time she came in, it was a completely different story. But I share that to encourage other people to say, you know what, there is a time to give away your service. And it's especially when you've missed the mark Mm -hmm. or you've done something that has violated the trust of your client. What are some other times that we do that where we give somebody a free appointment or a discount? When our actual service hasn't been what was expected or what they're right. used to or the quality, or right. they, they all fall out, you know, mm-hmm. our lashes typically last four weeks and mm-hmm. they fall out in a week. What's mm-hmm. going on? I don't know what's going on, but come in, let's fix right. it for you. Sometimes it's the client. Sometimes it's us, our communication. But as a principal, we always try to err on the side of being as gracious as we can mm-hmm. and give them the benefit of the doubt. You may have the thought, well, maybe they're trying to get something free. Maybe they're not. Most people aren't. Most people don't do that. Most people are embarrassed when they're calling back. And they're like, right. oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. She was great. I don't know mm-hmm. what I did. Right. If you get that, take it as a gift. They are giving you a gift. They believe in you so much that they're coming back. They're going against their personal discomfort to bring this up to you so that you have the opportunity to make a change. They're asking you to demonstrate you care. So if you can change the way you see when somebody shares something negative as this is not you getting in trouble, this is a way that you can make it better, win them over so that you can keep them as a client for life, Mm -hmm. you know, not just this one appointment, right? So each of those examples builds trust with you saying like, you know what, let me take care of you. I'm going to give you half of your appointments for free. It's a trust building exercise. The same thing like we see, we're in a bunch of forums and you constantly see it, you know, and they're posting, they'll scratch out the name, but they'll post the exact text. Like you watch a text conversation between people and it'll be like, well, you signed this thing six months ago. And people mm-hmm. don't know what they're signing. They're just excited <laughs> to get lashes. You know, like you saw, I said no refunds. Like that's it. So you, you're problem well now you might have been able to do that years ago like when i started Mm -hmm. six or seven years ago there was no other lash salon because you were the only gig on the block right Mm -hmm. and it was totally different but now when i drive by the spot that i started at Mm -hmm. there's a little lash sign on the salon that's next door to us i was like a Mm -hmm. main street and there's several salons on the block i was the only one with a banner now they're all up and down the street Mm -hmm. so you don't have that monopoly that you used to have right and now it's more like we really pride ourselves on good quality work on fantastic lashes on long lasting lashes but a guest doesn't know what we're doing Mm -hmm. to a guest who doesn't have that trained eye uh, sally down the street's doing the exact same thing why Mm -hmm. am i coming to you spending this much money and you're not taking care of me that's right so now it's kind of shifting where you kind of have to be more person focused and be like okay you know i understand it's my mistake even if it's not Mm -hmm. let me take care of this for you instead of being like i'm not giving you back your 30 dollars you see it as an opportunity to pour into them and demonstrate you care. Mm-hmm. Now, this does not mean, though, that you are forever a walking mat mm-hmm. and that you know every little complaint you're going to give uh, discounts. discounts. Or, yeah. We give the benefit of the doubt 
until we can't do that anymore. And once they've demonstrated, like, for example, a common situation is that somebody will pay for an hour and a half and they'll come back and they'll say, they're just not full enough, so I need a touch up. Okay, so maybe we might do that once. We might even do it twice, okay? But after that, now we have a little bit of a track history. We can say, oh, you know, it seems that every time that you come in, you do need more. For the past two times, we've been happy to give you a half an hour touch-up, but it's just demonstrating that we think that you should get a two-hour appointment, that you should upgrade. So in the future, we're going to recommend that you get two hours. So the next time she tries to do that, and they will, they will try to do it. And when they say, oh, I have to do their hour and a half and it's still, you know, like clockwork. Oh, it's still not enough. I'm going to suggest that you book half an hour. And that's where you leave it. Instead of, you know, being walked over, you're putting it back on them. I mean, the power is now really in our culture in the consumer again. There was a time where the power wasn't. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a time, especially when the early lashes, there weren't that many options. So even if they didn't want to see you again, they look around, <laughs> there wasn't much out there. But lashes are becoming like nails. And I mean, just in our city alone, Pasadena, I think there's at least 30 or 40 people now offering lash services. So, Which is great. Which is, yeah. It's great because now you have an opportunity to be set apart from the pack. And the hardest thing that you cultivate is that trust, is that customer service. So train your mind to see obstacles and complaints as opportunities. They're opportunities for you to set yourself apart from the pack. Because there are people who won't. There's people still on Yelp. I'm shocked. They're basically flaming back at people. You know, they're complaining like, I know you're a fake client. You didn't really ever come into my salon or, you know, really showing some really bad uh, etiquette online. And they're probably worse in person. So I just think that you, we need to realize the power is in the consumer. So we need to do everything we can to appease, listen, care, understand, be nice. And in the result, uh, you will retain clients more likely. If you are prickly and if you fight back, if you're cheap, you don't want to give refunds, you don't want to do discounts because you're only thinking about the today, you're only thinking about I need to make money today, then you're going to start finding yourself with less and less people in your books and you're going to be wondering why you're struggling so much. And it's because you're not really serving the client. You're serving yourself and the client will see through that eventually. Yeah. Well, you just said it. I was going to bring up Yelp. Mm-hmm. I see so many times salon reviews, they'll get a bad review, one star, whatever, and then like four paragraphs of their terrible experience. Yeah. And there will either be no response from the business yeah. owner or the response will be like super defensive and not caring or loving at all. And you know that person never went back. Mm-hmm. But then you see the ones that do respond and... Even if the client doesn't update the review and maybe give you a few more stars or whatever and say, like, they were so kind to really break this down and explain this to me, even if they don't have that kind of response, at least new clients looking at your Yelp page see the business review. That's right. And that is, like, I think that really goes miles and communicates the kind of, like, business you're running. You are so right on with that. Our clients have responded to us and say, I really saw how you handled that bad mm-hmm. situation. And that was confidence for me that this is the place I want to go to. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it may be devastating to you as a business owner, salon owner, lash stylist to get a bad review. And why? Because we put our heart and soul into this. Mm-hmm. Right. We're it people pleasers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we try our best. Right. Yeah. And you've gone the extra mile to do everything that you can to do right by this person. But they are not responding. It can be really easy to be super discouraged because you think everybody, the whole world thinks that I'm a really bad business owner. Okay. You've got to tell the truth to yourself. And the truth is, is that you're doing the best that you can. And if you put your policy out there in your response, that it is cogent, it is warm, you have boundaries, but you're not being defensive. That's going to be a testimony. It's a commercial for everybody else reading it, how you handle this. It's almost like the one stars that we've gotten that we've deserved, I really actually loved them. Okay, It's not that it's I like it, but I love it because it stands as a commercial, as a testimony for new people reading that, how we're going to deal with it. And so you may feel like you lost in the sense that the client didn't take it back, but just know that how you respond to that is going to be like, a statue, a testimony to mm-hmm. how you do Before business. you respond, take a breath, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just take a beat. Hear what they're saying. Make sure you're sober. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do middle of the night responses. Like really gather your, because this is something that's going to be there forever. For all mm-hmm. posterity. Write it out. Mm-hmm. Have somebody else read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you have a toe. partner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you're sounding right. I mean, there's one lady recently who wrote a bad review. And we made it up to her. We had her come back. We fixed it. She's happy. Never changed the review. It's still there. One star <laughs> screen. But our response is very gracious, very kind. And so while she never went back, which most of them do, by the way, when you do things right, most will go back and give you a five star. Yeah. But once in a while, those I think they like to let people know, nope, they let me down and they made it right, but I'm going to let the world know that they did let me down. Or they're afraid maybe you're going to maybe mistreat them once they take that one star away. I don't know. But or they don't know that or, they can change it. Or they don't know. Yeah, people. some people don't know. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That could be it too. Just pure ignorance. Or just... I forgot about it. Right. Oh, that's right. I gave you one star. What? Oh, I love you guys. That happens too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. anyhow, that said, it's a good reminder for us, and it is a good ad. It actually lets people, because yeah. people usually search out the bad reviews. They do, right? They don't look at your good ones. They look for the bad ones, and that's where you can shine and show off how good yeah. you are. The right. flip side of all of this is that we actually have a few avid Yelpers, and there's one gal who... When we're talking about avid Yelpers, we're talking about... Elite. 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 Yes. So we the have elite. a few of those. And actually, they're great. I mean, yeah, they're they great girls. They're really... They're great. They keep us on our toes, for sure. But there's this one gal who came in because of another elite Yelper, and she just doesn't fit like our typical... Like, what we do. Like, we do a classic understated look generally and and it's been a couple of times where we just can't get them as large and I'm like you're going to be better off. we're telling her honestly like you're going to be better off in a volume environment yeah. and she won't have it she yeah. just is like no I am going to be here because you are the best you're going to figure it out and I'm like no 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 this is just not going to happen yeah. <laughs> what you're looking for and what we do are two different things you want Kim Kardashian and, and I respect us. your Yelp ish ways yes. I want you to know and she's like no it's square peg in a round hole it's she gave us a five star review just so you know unbelievable <laughs> I just you know and, and because of that she refused she's like no yeah. I'm not leaving but I'm like, yeah. you're not going to get the look you want. And yeah. so we've been so upfront with her, and she's still refusing. She just appreciates how honest yeah. you've been with her, and she's told me that. that like, Christina, I know she's trying. She's working really hard to give me what I want, so I'm going to stay with you guys. But I'm telling her it's not going to happen. <laughs> and so it's almost bizarre in yeah. that she won't accept my honesty. Yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is that you have been walking and demonstrating a boundary. And so because she's making the choice to still come, it's on her. She mm-hmm. knows that. And we've been up front. That, and so when things, perhaps there will come a day that she will move on. Everything's been out in the open since day one. And but we knows, recommended her. Right, I'm like, here's right. a great and gave volume her. Yeah. salon. Yeah. Please try them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally called and gave her the number and I texted it to her and she still said, no, I'm staying with you guys. You're the best. Unbelievable. It's maybe really funny. L pluses will work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyhow, we <laughs> have uh, hit our timeline here. We didn't we even touch half the stuff. I know. So we will. Well, can we just like a no, real quick, no, just a we gotta words? No, I got to wrap oh, it up. So unfortunately... Good work is also key to retaining a client. Remember yeah. their names. Yeah, we will come. Remember we're gonna names. come back. That's Don't worry. Right. I love this because this gives us another time to come back. We literally have another eight or twelve points here. We will come back and revisit this in the future, just like our last episode. Actually, we're now getting so bad we only get through like one third of our points. So we need like a catch up episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just finished. We do, and it'll be like two. four hours. By the way, <laughs> it'll just be like all day. Just listen to us talk and ramble. But we'll come back to this. I promise. We'll, we'll come back and talk more about. We didn't this. even talk about lashes yeah yeah a tiny bit a little bit we'll get to that we're the big picture here with lashes and service and business and all things uh that have to do with you being successful in this beauty world so anyhow let's uh let me wrap this up by first doing a couple plugs as we like to do if you guys aren't currently following the lashpreneur i strongly encourage you to follow tara walsh's podcast i she just recently or maybe she has been doing it as a podcast she does it as a facebook live every monday or every wednesday at 1 p.m pacific standard time but i also believe she's been secretly posting these online just recently started telling people oh by the way you can re-listen to these online as a podcast she just really focuses on best 
practices for businesses. So she's not going to talk too much about lash technique and lashes. Uh, she's going to really help you fine tune your business skills. So I strongly encourage you to follow her. She has both the Instagram at the Lashpreneur. She also has a Facebook page, a website, all by the same title. Really good with branding, really good, someone to follow. And she also has services that you can pay her for, for both coaching, business coaching, as well as marketing. All of it, from everything I've heard, is A+. So someone you definitely want to follow. We also want to give a shout out to Shelby at Lash Boss Radio. She's been doing this also for a couple months now. Been interviewing a lot of people in our industry. Definitely someone you want to follow as we plan to do some interviews here and there, but that's her main focus. And so you're really going to get a good background on all the people that you probably follow already on Instagram. And now you're going to hear their stories and how they got to where they are. And hopefully what you will see here are encouraging stories that you can take away with your business. We'd love to continue this discussion online via social media. Please follow us on Instagram at Integrity Lash, where you can see what our Lash Salon is up to. You can also follow our Lash Podcast account at LashCast Podcast. This Instagram account is focused on sharing tips and insights on the lash industry and how we run our Lash Salon. This is where we will post information from our podcast too. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you, and we have set up a Twitter account to do that. Please follow us at Integrity Lash. You can submit your questions there and suggestions as well for future podcasts. You can also, as most people do, DM us on our Instagram accounts. Please subscribe and give us a review and share it with your friends. That is how we grow. If this program is helping you, inspiring you, helping you find new ways of doing, improving and growing your business, please share it with others. Hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, give us a review, and then share away. That is what will make our team super happy. On behalf of our engineer, Nick, our producer, Britton, as well as my lash experts of Christina, Tusney, and Erica, and the whole Integrity team, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to listen and keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.